Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Broad Judge. The topic is why we really need the Holy Spirit. Hi folks, my name is George, and for the next few minutes we're going to be talking about what God our Father has planned and prepared for you to enable you to boldly share the love of Jesus. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that will come. Remember, you are instructed to test the information you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. This is how we become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. What brought about the dramatic change in Peter, who was in the upper room waiting and praying in the days prior to the day of Pentecost? What happened that caused Peter to come down the stairs and boldly stand before the Jews and boldly proclaim Jesus of Nazareth, a man accredited by God? What brought about the dramatic change in the man called Saul of Tarsus, a man who had a reputation of arresting Christians and placing them into prison? What changed him into someone who boldly spoke the love of Jesus throughout Asia, that's modern Turkey, and into Greece. To answer these questions, we only need to read about Peter in Acts chapter 2 and about Saul in Acts chapter 9. It's immediately apparent that the Holy Spirit fell upon both men. This Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. These men had powerful ministries for decades. Prior to that, they were regular men. One wanted to go back to fishing. The other wanted to excel in his occupation as a Pharisee. Let's look first at what the Apostle Paul said in his letter to the Galatians. This is Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. Paul says, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. The only way Paul could have had a revelation from Jesus Christ is that it was accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember Joel 2, 28? And afterward I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And it goes on. Now, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. And in those verses, you'll find what Peter says about Paul. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him, he writes the same way in all his letters. Speaking in them of these matters, his letters contain some things that are hard to understand. When Peter wrote this letter, the Apostle Paul had already passed away. Peter is saying that the writings of Paul had God's wisdom and were sometimes hard to understand. Peter is pretty astute to write that because Paul's letters are deep in the wisdom of God, pertaining to us Christians as being new creations. On a side note, I have a saying. I live in the New Testament and travel and take holidays in the Old Testament. Meaning, I was born after the death, resurrection, and ascension of Christ, 
the Son of God. Everything in the New Testament applies to me. There never was a new creation like you and me in the Old Testament. I get to pray in Jesus' name. I get to use the power of his name in a new and living way. The Holy Spirit has been poured out on me. Jesus is in me. I have been given the ministry of reconciliation. I am in a new covenant agreement with my Father. The Old Testament is beautiful and I love it. The New Testament is full of promises of what I have in Jesus and who I am in Jesus. What does the Holy Spirit prompt the Apostle Paul to say when writing about the Old Testament? Go with me to Romans chapter 15, verse 4. The Holy Spirit has Paul write, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 6 and verse 11. Paul also writes, Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. In verse 11, he says, These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us, on whom the culmination of the age has come. King David was the best example of an Old Testament man who was filled with the Holy Spirit. His psalms are beautiful to read and to enjoy as sweet honey in our mouths. We know that the Apostle Paul truly loved the Old Testament because he quoted it so frequently. Yet he always spoke of the New Testament's benefits for you and me. He is always strengthening our conviction of who we are in Christ and also what we have in Christ. These are direct revelations he received from Jesus Christ. Now going back to Paul's writings, I'm trying to show you why it's essential you and I have the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. And when I'm finished here, I want you to take time to read this chapter and the whole book of Ephesians. Verses 1 and 2 are greetings. Verses 3 says in the New International, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Here's the start of Paul's idea of how blessed we are with him, with every heavenly spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, while still in this natural realm. Paul certainly had a beautiful, perfect vision of something that he is trying to put into words. This first chapter is full of statements of who I am in Christ and what I have in Christ. If you look at verse 11, the King James Version said that Jesus Christ is our inheritance, while verse 13 and 14 say we are sealed as Christians by the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the earnest of our inheritance. These are amazing statements. First, that Jesus Christ is my inheritance. We're always told that our sins are forgiven and we're on our way to heaven, but this statement makes it clear that the very person of Jesus, my Lord, is my inheritance, my total reward. He is the son of my father and my full reward. Second thing is that the promise of the Father, God the Holy Spirit, is given to me as a deposit, a guarantee, or the earnest of my inheritance. This means that the Holy Spirit brings a portion of my inheritance to me today while living and walking in this natural world. Now, before we go too far, let's take a moment and read the words in the Bible that describe Jesus and the words that describe the person of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, I've chosen eight for each. But for Jesus Christ, it says, the only begotten, Lord and Savior, Lord of Lords, Holy One of God, Christ, the Son of His love, the Bread of Life, and the Great Shepherd. For words that describe the Holy Spirit, we have Comforter, Counselor, Teacher, a Guide. He testifies of Christ. He's a Helper. He lives in us. He gives us gifts. Now, did you catch the difference in the theme of the descriptive words? Jesus comes to us as love. The Father so loved the world that he gave. A complete expression of the Father's love is his Son. Did you notice that the words attributed to the Holy Spirit are all action words? Our Father's great plan is that the Holy Spirit dwells in us and is ready for action. Here's the essence of what I'm trying to say. Paul is excited to share with us that the Holy Spirit is the deposit of our inheritance for the purpose of helping us get to know Jesus better and to enjoy the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms now. The Holy Spirit comes to us, into us, for we are his temple with the purpose of revealing the glory and majesty and dominion of Jesus. The Holy Spirit doesn't come with the intent that we should look at him or adore him or desire him. He doesn't want us to take our eyes off Jesus. He wants us to focus more intently into the beautiful eyes of Jesus, the one who created us, who died for us, who paid our ransom, and who knows us better than we know ourselves. The Holy Spirit also teaches us how to do that. Remember, he is the action part of the Father's plan. Now, how does this happen? There are many comments in the Bible about living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. This all involves our physical bodies. For me, I am a three-part person. The me part is a spiritual entity, a spirit. I have a soul, that's my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I live in this body. This is the body that you see. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I was a handful of New Westminster, B.C. dust. My body will return to dust. But the part that my Father breathed into me, spirit and soul, these will live forever. These two components never die. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes into me, with my mind, I seek those things which are above, on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, Jesus, the apostle and high priest of my confession. With my spirit, I link up with the Holy Spirit, and my body does what the Holy Spirit asks. To fully function in the Holy Spirit, I need to become more like Jesus and set my mind, my will, and my emotions aside. I have died to myself and have become alive in the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit links with me, my spirit part, and we control my body in prayer and worship, I experience the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. For a moment in time, it's like I'm home with Jesus, experiencing the down payment on my inheritance. And now a few words from Evangel Joe. Friend, you've had a deep teaching on why we need the Holy Spirit. And you've heard that the Holy Spirit is the action one, the one that can enable us to fulfill that which God has for us. 
We've heard that he's an inheritance for us. Without him, there is no inheritance. And for us to walk in fulfillment of God's plan and purpose, we need the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. He guides us, he comforts us, he teaches us, he helps us. So, my friend, it's my prayer that you would allow the Spirit of God to come into you in fullness today. If you've not been born again, I want to lead you to Christ Jesus right now. It's the Holy Spirit that will bring conviction to your heart so that you can come to faith. So I want to lead you in prayer. For with the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I repent of my sins. I confess that in iniquity did my mother conceive me. And I thank you that the blood you shed on the cross is sufficient for the remission of my sins. Therefore, you pay the price for me. Wash me with your precious blood. From this day, I am a new creation. And I thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you've never made this prayer, and you say this prayer genuinely in your heart, I want to assure you that God heard you, and a name has been written in God's book of life. It's your name. And the Bible teaches that's a, 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 a party, a celebration in heaven at this moment. So I want you to contact us and we'll send you some resources to help you in your walk with God. The details will soon follow. Until next time, this is uh, Pastor Joe. God bless and bye for now. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.